This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, March 4th, 2022, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, he's back. Artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? I, I want to hear about this construction project that kept Some you drama. away from us for so long in your studio. Also, just down the road in East Nashville, Tennessee, uh, relevant senior editor sitting in. Jamie's out this week, so joining us for the show today is our very own Tyler Huckabee. Howdy. With Jamie out, all rules are off. The boys are back in town this week, so... The you sweats, know the sweat uh, the sweatpants uh, podcast is back. We're going to be talking about crypto. We're going to be talking about Batman, GameStop. Oh, actually, we are going to be talking about Batman because you guys went and saw, saw the preview. It comes out tonight, yeah. and uh, you guys saw the preview earlier this week. And uh, I, we no, had a game Derek coming had, up. Derek had to sit this nah, one out. Tyler, I just ran solo. Out. Derek didn't go. Man, Derek. look, listen. There's only one thing that would stop me from seeing Batman early in IMAX is my wife saying, I want to watch it with you. So, so that, that look, all the guys collectively say, oh, yeah. okay. there was like a shuffle. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, look, what's, what, when the, and it's, you know, hey, it's a beautiful thing. I'm going to get to go see it with my wife. That's awesome. when she, she, when hey. she was just like, look. Hey, I'd like to see it. I just text Tyler back with the crying emoji, just like yes. yeah, it's over. <laughs> no <laughs> question. Let me tell you what you meant. I'll, I'll, we'll get into the movie in a little bit, but this is this is kind of related to that because originally, as you know, Derek, I'd been told that the showing was at three o'clock, and yeah. uh, and so I, I was so I, so I went down there, and as I was walking up to the movie theater, I saw a man in full Batman regalia, a, a cosplayer <laughs> who had really he was very excited. He'd gone all out. He was very excited. How did he about get this. into the media screening? And he, like, and he was. What, what was, if he was, was just a, a film critic? He just really into Batman. Yeah, he was just a, a, a journalist, a, a, a reputable, <laughs> yeah. objective film critic, walking away in full Batman regalia. And uh, and as he, and I and as I, I'm walking towards the theater, and he's walking away, and he looks very dejected. And as he walks by me, he just says, "This sucks." And I'm like, "That's not good." Did so, he say that's it like? When I, when did I he say it like? Bruce Wayne voice like this was, it was neither Bruce this Wayne sucks. nor Batman it was it, it called a little more to mind like like a Simpsons character maybe okay. <laughs> oh, comic book Wait. store guy yeah. Tyler was he saying like was he like rejected from the theater and that's what was sucking or was it the film I'm very I'm confused at, because I feel like if I saw a man in a Batman costume just yeah. approach me unsolicited right. go in in like the Christian because Christian Bale doesn't really say his lines. He kind of barks and he goes, if I just saw someone in that costume walk up to me and just point and play and go, this sucks. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> what? Crime? Should I what? know what you're like, referring to? The Joker? Yeah, you're, like, you're, the death of your parents? Yeah, what, what is... I think the we trauma, agree that was pretty traumatic for all bereavement. of us. <laughs> what sucked so, was... So what happened? Yeah. They had changed the, the showing, the time of the showing, which we because it was it was supposed to be at three o'clock. They moved it way back later in the evening. I have to assume he already had plans 
that he wasn't, or he was just, he had to like walk around the mall for a few hours in Batman <laughs> costume. Either Batman way, outfit. either way. I don't, but I feel like that's, I, is, I there feel a, like, is there a zipper on that mud? I don't know. He's like, he's like, this sucks because he just had one of the large sodas while he was waiting. Yeah. Now he's, how does he, yeah. <laughs> I need some help here. I need some help. <laughs> Can you get the back zipper Where's for me? Where's the men's room? Where's the men's room? I'll need a stall. I low key feel like somebody like I feel like somebody like Batman probably don't have a zipper on his suit. I don't think so. Skin tight, but he probably he probably has some sort of like thing that turns pee into water or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, like yeah, sure. Yeah, like a dune situation. <laughs> like just like, you know? imagine yeah. you fighting like a super villain, bro, and, right. and he's like he's like throwing a, a car break. at you. Yeah. Like you can't be like, hey, wait a second, I got to the bathroom. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you got to kind of just no. He's doing it like astronaut style. They've got the 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 yeah. It warms up his suit for him. I do have a uh, question for for people who dress up to these films, especially in an elaborate costume like the Batman. Do you bring it and like change in the parking lot, or are you straight up driving to the theater in it? Like, are you leave? Do your you're neighbor driving see to the you, theater? Oh, for do, sure. Do, do your neighbor see you yeah. leave the house, dude? And he's got to do Batman. the black eye makeup. He's doing all that at home. <laughs> you got You got to prepare. You're saying like, or or do your neighbor see you walk out with a gym bag and then you get there early? <laughs> Nope. And you, your neighbors you know, see Batman leave your apartment. Oh, That's what bro. the neighbors see. If it was me, he's in a he's in a he's in a coral blue Prius, and, <laughs> yeah. and his and his bat ears are scraping the top of the ceiling of the car. Exactly. He was stuck. He was stuck in Nashville traffic, and then he almost ran out of gas right before he got there. Yeah, so he had to yeah. get out and get at the Quick Mart. Uh-huh. Swing That's by exactly Popeye way. Swing my Popeyes on the way. Three hours. Three chicken tenders. <laughs> buffalo sauce. Extra buffalo. <laughs> yes. And now he's delayed. He's got to go to the food court and just hang out. He's just waiting for a few hours. I thought this was a fast food joint. <laughs> What's taking so long? <laughs> you forgot the fries. Now, Tyler, do you think, was it delayed a few hours because the filmmaker was doing kind of Kanye Donda style and he was tinkering yeah, until the last minute? Oh, yeah, like last minute, last minute edits, yeah. last minute tweaks. Yeah. I, I do not know. I really don't know why they changed it. I, I, have, I have no idea what what would have what, what would have led to that. But I think I think that one possibility is that they started seeing an army of Batman walk up and they're like, I thought this was a critic screening. <laughs> exactly. And now we've got a bunch of dorks and cosplay dorks in here. And yeah. that's just not where got we're out about. on the message. This is a serious. This is a, yeah. this is a serious art. This is a film. And so they yeah. just they they delayed it in hopes that would like d- deter. And it seemed to because I did not see when I went to the actual showing, I did not see Batman. But that's kind of the point, right? You're not supposed to see him. He's like in the shadow. Maybe he was right there next to me, and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Hey, Batman had to go to work. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all are y'all are giving him a lot of credit that he's got a job. I think he's still living at his mom's. Mom's no, basement. no, no. Here's the thing. He, I'm sure he has a some sort of profession that allows him to purchase very expensive, authentic yeah, costumes. It's not cheap. He, absolutely. He's probably some uh, uh, d- programmer that makes more money. He he could, he could live like real Bruce Wayne if he wanted to, but he's too yeah. caught up in the fantasy world of it. That yeah. that's 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 probably the the likely scenario.
scenario. There. I do think it's funny your your theory though of that they delayed it because they saw the fans got yeah. word and we're trying to get into the media screening. That's that's probably what happened. Well, hey, we have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we talked to one of my favorite hip hop artists, Shad. He is in the spring issue of Relevant, and he is on the show today. Great new album. Uh, we also have a game at the end. If you didn't get enough of your Batman content just then, we've got more in store for you at the end of the That's show. Right. We have a Batman quiz, especially, boys are back in especially for Derek. Yeah, exactly. The boys are oh. really back in town <laughs> on this show. Yeah, we're here. And, uh, well, we're here. Well, for a few minutes here on the next segment, Relevant Buzz, Emily's going to join us from Paris, so she'll kind of even things out for at least a few minutes. So stay tuned up next. It's Relevant Buzz. I got the ghost, so I don't need a rose, but I might push a phantom that's right off the lot. I know I'm serving the father of time, and that's whether I got on a paddock or not. Canada goose for the cold, and they told me to count up my blessings. I counted a lot. Stashing my treasure in heaven where it'll get better, and don't got a weather to ride. K the second, that's rapid, that's reverend. They started with Jesus, but I never left it. Think they protected, we tear down your hedges. I gave you the book, but you boys never read it. Don't need your credit, you cannot check on my dresses. So swinging, I'm Eddie from You're listening to KB and No Big Deal. The song is King Jesus, their new single. It's great. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. Relevant Buzz. Joining us uh, live from Paris, France, our roving reporter. Uh, our very own downtown Emily Brown telling us what's happening this week. Hey, Emily. Bonjour, everyone. Bonjour. What's Ooh, the buzz? Wee wee. Emily, I do have to warn you. You've walked into the boys are back in town type of a vibe. We've been talking about Batman for the last fifteen minutes. So, um, and, and cosplay and and Batman outfits and do these elaborate oh, so Batman sad outfits I that. have <laughs> zippers. In case and, you need to use the restroom. And you know, do you leave the house in it and drive to the theater? Or do you do you change, you know, kind of covertly? It's there's a lot of there's a lot. They're to proud of it, here. Jesse. They're not trying to like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to change at the theater. They're they're the, oh. they're like flaunting it as they walk they're around dedicated. town that day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It, I mean, honestly, in 2022, if you see uh, an adult man walking around in a Batman suit, I don't even think twice about it. I'm just like, oh, he's probably just, you know, why not? Why not? I mean, it, it doesn't <laughs> I, I even assume me he's anymore. probably fighting crime. I don't even lie. Yeah. Like we're, we're in a whole new world. <laughs> Keeping it safe out there. <laughs> What's going on, Emily? Okay. So uh, we're going to start off with news that has really just dominated headlines, which is the situation in Ukraine. Um, you know, I am not an expert, so I'm not going to recap it that much, but um, essentially the Russian army invaded. And even within a week, there's been so much happening and so much has changed. Um, even by the time, you know, we're recording this Thursday, by the time you hear this, so much more is probably going to change. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're trying our best to keep on top of information and share it uh, to all the relevant information that we can. Um, it's so hard when, too. Tyler and I have been talking about this all week. Like it is impossible to believe anything mm -hmm. that's being shown or reported even if you see footage or you see a, a, a picture it's like people like run with this narrative on social media and then you find out a week later that like oh actually it was the opposite of what the picture seemed to be implying mm -hmm. or you know like that very first day about the warship you know and the the island mm -hmm. and they're like fighting in there they told them to go you know where they could whatever and then like they killed all 13 of them and then it turns out a few days later Oh, they were captured and they're all alive. You know, it's like it's just impossible yeah. to know what's going on. And we're obviously not a breaking news outlet. So we're doing our best to cover the narratives that uh, 
that are true and substantive and we need to pay attention to. But yeah, it's really it can make hard you to, feel kind of crazy trying to keep up yeah, with all of it. Just yeah. the the amount of misinformation, and how upside down it, it all and both gets. sides and the like flip and flip flop, and and it's it's hard. It's, it's there's news difficult. reports that like the Russian soldiers are giving up and crying and want to, you know whatever, and it's like well yeah. obviously there's certain people that want to portray the conflict that way is that true mm-hmm. or is it you know whatever and then obviously we know misinformation coming from the russian side uh-huh. is uh mm-hmm. they're very good at it so it's you like can't you can't be too re- skeptical about yeah. any of it it's tough unless it's like from the new york times like i'm not sure believing it yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah and 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 the challenging thing with this situation too is you know there is a lot of misinformation but this really is is a war that shows the degree that that can be weaponized in a way that, you know, really the entire, um, you know, motivation for the war mm-hmm. is is based on, you know, just overt misinformation, the denazification of of a country that is, you know, whose president is a uh, is Jewish, you know, like the, the entire, sure. you, you know, justification or or pseudo justification for the war is based totally on misinformation. And, and, yeah. and I think it is. It just goes to show, you know, the danger of the continual weaponization of 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 misinformation. Well, really, you know, this conversation is so important because one of the things that I feel like we're kind of saying is you have to be really cautious with who we're listening to and who we're trusting. And so we actually spoke with World Vision, who we've worked with in the past a number of times. Um, and we spoke or Tyler specifically spoke with Mark Green, who is kind of the point person for um, the Ukraine. And they had a really good conversation about, you know, what's next for Ukraine and what is their future going to look like in the next coming weeks and months. One of the huge challenges that we will always face, and this is the case in a refugee situation, is as people arrive in the surrounding countries, and, and right now, like I said, over seven or nearly 700,000 have fled the country, estimates upwards of five, six million people will eventually leave. I think you're, the, the big question is, what's next for them? That's the big question is, do they stay in Poland? Do they look at going to a third country? Do they look at going back to the Ukraine? And one of the things that we've always talked about kind of working with refugees in particular is it's really difficult to ask a family to make a decision in a very short period of time as to what they're going to do, where they're going to be for the rest of their life. You need to give them the time, space, dignity to make good decisions as they assess the landscape inside their country, opportunities where they currently are, where they may go. And so one of the things that we'll have to do from a refugee programming perspective is really in many ways provide so many of the essentials to live with dignity while that family figures out what's next for them and work their way through the process. So he's focused on the refugee aspect of it. That's interesting because of the mass exodus of Ukrainians leaving Ukraine. And then the question is, Mm -hmm. once this is settled one way or the other, do they go back home or do they have to relocate? That's interesting. I actually didn't really think about that. I mean, I've seen the pictures of the trains being crammed and the buses being crammed of people fleeing, but you don't think about what do they do when the conflict is over eventually, you know, whether it's 10 months, Mm -hmm. 10 weeks or 10 years, it will end at some point. What do they do in the meantime and what do they do long term? Well, yeah. And what does what does the future of that country even even look like in terms of, you know, who who 
who it kind of quote unquote belongs to after right. after all is said and done and and the people who have called it home for generations yeah right. it's a real catastrophe that that's unfolding right now the idea of having to 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 do that you know i don't like thinking about making a move under the most optimal of conditions and if you're you're some it's you it's maybe it's your family maybe you've got a kid and you've got to make the call you're supposed to make the call very quickly about are you going to stay here? Are you going to put down roots in this new country that you've never been to before where you have no family? Are you going to try to go somewhere else? Are you going to, you know, roll the dice and hope that Ukraine, you know, things settle down in a short amount of time and you can go back to your house, which may or may not still be standing when you get there. Uh, And I think that's something that, especially for those of us who feel compelled to give, you know, obviously we want to try to pitch in and donate money and resources right now. The, The long haul is where that gets really, really complicated for humanitarian organizations like World Vision is they have to provide for these people for a long, long time and provide them with not just financial resources, but sort of the emotional space to really think about what this next phase of their life is going to look like. And so hopefully they don't have to make a snap decision to just, you know, stay there, go to somewhere else in Europe, come over here to the U.S., something like that. And, and that that's a huge challenge that's only going to get more complicated as more and more people, according to him, uh, five, upwards of five million people leaving. Wow. are going to have to start making those decisions. Five million. Well, I mm-hmm. not I, World Vision over the years, I, I've personally had a great relationship with them. I support them and uh, have traveled to the front lines of a lot of refugee situations. Uh, they're always at the front of it. Like I, I, I went to um, the Bekaa Valley where Syrian refugees had set yeah. up like tent cities and, and, and trying to get into Lebanon and was there sitting with the families talking with the Syrian refugees that are basically just grabbed, you know, a couple of items and ran, you know, under gunfire in the darkness of night. And here they are. What do we do? Because Lebanon didn't want them to come in. They couldn't handle it. Like Lebanon's infrastructure couldn't handle these millions of refugees. So they all just like were in this valley, you know, like for real. And I was there. And then like uh, the refugee situation in Palestine and Israel and saw that we saw a humanitarian crisis in Somaliland a few years ago with World Vision. They're they're fantastic at being there. But the thing that's interesting about them is that they're local. So they're not a bunch of Americans coming over and giving handouts. Like the local World Vision office is locals, okay? And there's two phases to what they do. They'll do emergency stuff like right now, like we need to provide food and shelter and water to the people who are displaced and they'll do that. But then long-term, they work with the local leadership and the community leaders to help them rebuild their lives and their economies and their whatever. And so World Vision's thing is like helping them stand on their own two feet and then we aren't needed anymore, you know? And so like they, they have a really interesting redevelopment or holistic development approach um, that tackles education and econom- economics and all of it um, uh, after the emergency phase is over. So it's, so as this is, you were saying, Tyler, as this prolongs into possibly mm-hmm. years, uh, that's going to be it'll it'll shift from emergency relief to to development and it's that's the long haul and that doesn't get the headlines and yeah. that's really where the work happens you yeah. know yeah. But anyway what else you got going on Emily thanks for starting <laughs> out with the heavy the buzz was supposed to. to be the buzz was like hey what's <laughs> what's popping this week and then a war breaks out you know it's like <laughs> I don't control the news we okay? can't I we can't not talk it. about it obviously we're talking about it on the site but it's you know. We're back to relevant news. Anyway, what else is going on? Um, Something more domestic. Uh, 
Wallet Hub released a kind of funny little report this week where they ranked the states in the U.S. based on their sinfulness, um, kind of using like yes. the seven deadly sins as Come like on, a ranking Tennessee. test. Come on, uh, so yeah, I would love to hear before I announce the winner or winner or loser. I don't really know if you want to be the winner in this, but most, who do y'all think the most sinful state? The most yes. Oh, has to, has to, Nevada has to be where Las Vegas is. Where everything's legal over there. Can, what, can, can you break down the criteria? Of really, yeah, yeah. Like, what are, like, yeah, what's like, the, what are the consumer you said, metrics? You said the seven the, deadly sins, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the seven deadly sins, which are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. But, but, but I mean, like, how would you, how would you, like, do they do that based on like, uh, credit card expenditures? Like, what, what are, how, is are like how many selfies are taken in that state well, vanity, every day? No, no, no. I, I, we, we were looking at this cause I edited this one. I'm like, we, vanity is like the metrics don't, it's, it's, it's a loose science. Let's say okay. that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, like, it's, it's like, I think pride is like how many, how much money is spent on beauty salons or something like that. Oh, okay. Every okay. Other okay. So, yeah. So, but there's, but some of them like, like lust is like the most, the most time spent on adult websites or something like oh, that. So it's, it's not like the number of strip clubs. Yeah. It's like, it's right. like, no, no. Mm-hmm. So they have stuff. different. And then, you know, some of them are easy, like, you know, that's like, you know, like crime rates yeah. generally yeah. for stuff like that. Some of them mm-hmm. I think are a little more of a stretch. I think I, if I remember right, and I may not be getting this right, but I think laziness is like the least amount spent at gyms and other fitness club type yeah. things. So that, can even I, that's can a little I make bit. A, can I make a bold <laughs> prediction here that yes. the pattern of uh, regional sinfulness may have an interesting alignment with the Bible Belt? Can I can I throw yeah, that prediction out Yeah, we've observed that in years past. They do this every yeah. year. And we have, remember one time in the magazine, we tried to overlay the most populous church cities with the most sinful one to see if it was an overlap. The Venn diagram didn't align quite like we were hoping it or you know, not assuming quite it was a perfect but, circle. But. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> not there, wasn't, it was. there, was, there wasn't zero correlation. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a yeah. it was but it wasn't as like, oh no. we got it. You know, like you couldn't make a map. No, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh okay, so you're going Bible belt, like pick one. What's your prediction for most sinful state? I'm going to I'm going to go like right in right in the heart, like Alabama or something like something, mm. d- you know, deep in the deep south. south. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Derek. Uh, <laughs> going. Then I'm going Miami. Yeah, but, but so Florida. But if sloth was like Miami, not, Florida, yeah. not gyms and stuff like that, like Miami, a lot of fitness. It's all about vanity Florida. and appearance and fitness and outdoors and, you know. I'm, I'm going Florida. You're going Florida. 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 I'm going Nevada. I'm sticking with my Nevada. Florida. Florida has what I would have. I would assume has a lot of like weird sins that just aren't calculatable. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I can't even they tell why. Sins. I can't even tell why what some of the people down there are doing is sinful, but doesn't feel right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and and if you're talking Miami sin versus like Ocala sin, I mean, yeah. like the rural Florida is a, another I, land, and, and that's why I picked Florida because it's yeah. really. I mean, to me, Florida and California, you got like so many different ranges of things that could go wrong. In the in in some parts of backwoods of Florida, they're doing sins that haven't even been invented yet. It's pretty impressive. It's it's a whole new (laughs) spiritual category of immorality that they're just inventing on the fly. It's pretty Mm -hmm. wild. Okay, now if we're talking like illicit, like drugs and sloth, and I'm going like West Virginia, like. I'm going to go personal. I'm going. Yeah. Cause you're right. The rural Florida 
That's a bastion. Hey, you're going. Listen, you're, going like, you're thinking like Appalachia. Like, rural people think the rural is like good old hometown folks. No way. No. Uh-uh. No it's, way. It's 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 just as bad. It's Ozark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing to do. So the kids are like doing all the bad stuff because there's yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. It's Ozark. Things get dark right. out there. Emily, it's not like it's right, this, is, crime. this is all good speculation. All right. Okay. Emily, tell us what is yeah. the most sinful state according to Wallet Hub? The winner is Nevada. Oh. Uh, which Las Vegas was doing a lot of heavy lifting on that result. So, <laughs> but you sure. also got the weird rural people in Nevada too. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got do the, have, yeah. the Florida yeah. man type stuff is out there. Desert crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the top five most sinful states are Nevada, California was number two, Texas was number three, Florida was number four, and Louisiana was number five. There's that so, Southern not, Bible Belt. Not Bible then, Belt. You can't really draw any partisan conclusions. Yeah. No, New Orleans, the debauchery of New Orleans okay, is what I will say. Louisiana, those backwoods, there is also some stuff going on there. Yeah. So. But you got New Orleans on. and the backwoods. Yeah, it's kind of the Nevada yeah. mix. If your yeah. car breaks down in Louisiana, yeah. you're 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 that, that's the last people hear from you. That, that is yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't die, but you will wish you had. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What are what are the what are the least sinful states? The most holy states. The most holy yeah. states. Um, <laughs> The bottom five, or I see, top. I don't know if I should say bottom five the or losers. top five because yeah. I think yeah, the least the losers, the yeah. least Let's go all the way. The, boring the, states, the, 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 the most nerds, the most um, nerds. The least <laughs> sinful state was Idaho, followed yeah. by Wyoming, Vermont, South Dakota, and Iowa. So honestly, states where the there's not a lot sin, of people. The biggest sin there so. is just potato gluttony. Just had too many potatoes tonight. <laughs> Gotta r- get on the knees up and... some horses or something. You know, <laughs> horse poaching. I got a little wound up while horse rustling. So that that was approaching sin. I was so excited about it that I could see the potential for sin. And then I watch Yellowstone. They just hang out, play cards, sit around the fire at night. They're just well, good good folk. Yeah. I mean, sin? an extra mm-hmm. helping of potatoes Cards counts as a sin in, in large portions of that region. So <laughs> you, you need to keep potatoes. that in mind. All right. What else you got, Emily? Um, over in the music world, one of our favorite bands, Haim, partnered with their kind of unofficial fourth sister, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, for a new music video this week. Uh, it's called Lost Track, and here's a little snippet of it. I like. I really like the Paul Thomas Anderson Heim relationship. I, I do not know what you're talking about. Paul Tom, Thomas Anderson, the filmmaker. PTA. What does he have to do with Heim? P, so PTA, the the director of movies like uh, There Will Be Blood, uh, this year's Licorice Pizza. Uh, what Magnolia? Like, like Magnolia. Oh, one of my favorite filmmakers ever. Like, there yeah, yeah, yeah. Is one of so, my favorite he, movies. so he's very good, and he. I think he's direct. If it's not every high music video, it's almost every high music video. What? He's done a lot. Well, of yeah, one yeah. of the he's high like, sisters yeah. is the star of Licorice Pizza as well. Yeah, and Alana, mm-hmm. the youngest time, is the star. And apparently, okay, so apparently that is because Paul Thomas Anderson was Mrs. Heim, Mama Heim. 
the adult Heim was the <laughs> was his art teacher when he was in middle school. Yeah. And he had this like yeah. huge crush on her. And so now he made licorice pizza, which is about like a, a boy, like a, a high schooler who develops a crush on this older woman who's played by Alana. It's a little weird. It's a little it, it's, it's not right. It's a lot like, weird. It be, yeah. that's it's, one of those, it's not a sin like we were talking about earlier, but it's like an Idaho <laughs> sin. It's like an, it's Idaho, like an sin. Idaho sin. <laughs> like, like it's borderline. Like I can't tell you specifically what's sinful about it, but I just don't get a good feeling about it. And it's so so Paul Thomas Anderson, because he had a crush on Mom Heim, has directed all the Heim music videos and you dubbed him the fourth Heim sister. Like, is it that is so surreal to me? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, and and like I said, he casts her in in the uh in, in his new film, like it, it yeah. does seem like it's it has good. like an they, interesting they, they, creative they won collaboration. They won the friend zone part. They won. It. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they, they won. You got a, a world class <laughs> director directing all your music videos, putting you in movies because of a crush when he was fifteen. Yeah, I, that's and so next, so now the debut of his next big m- movie, we've all got to go to opening night dressed as the Heim sisters. Like, we'll cosplay as Heim from Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> We're all dressed like Heim and like baggy mom jeans, blazers. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty easy to dress like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie's delayed. Like, this sucks. And yeah, just the whole yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. I was in LA last week, and it is very difficult to tell when you're walking around LA if you're seeing Heim or if you're just seeing a group of people. They, it could be, it really could be anybody. They, they, all, they all look, if there's a very Heim look to that city right yeah. now and it could be anyone at any point i think i came back a you little more part down. i'm not complaining like a, you know la you an oversized blazer and mom jeans right now it's a lot of heim cosplay yeah <laughs> i like it all right well there's a lot more going on at the site that's just a little taste of the buzz this week uh check out relevantmagazine.com every day as you're doing your web browsing and follow us on all the socials for the latest uh thanks emily have fun in paris i will bye guys au revoir <laughs> See ya. Au revoir. All right, stay tuned up next. Shad joins us. Listen to Goth Babe and Blood Cultures. The song is Driving South. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Shad. He's an incredible indie rapper from Canada. He's been making some of my favorite hip-hop for the last decade or more. Uh, He's part of that kind of innovative alt-rap scene coming out of Canada. It's incredible. His most recent album is called Tao, and it dropped not too long ago. So our very own Tyler Huckabee sat down with him to discuss his musical journey, the importance of community, and the role that his faith plays in his creativity. Here's our conversation with Shad. Uh, Canada heat getting hotter than a Panama beach in a Canada goose. Oh, yeah. Canada, Canada uh, beast. Who's speaking Canada's truth? 
So I know you to be a very thoughtful lyricist, and uh, and I was wondering, before you even really started working on the music, I, I was wondering about some of the ideas and, and themes that you were thinking on when you started putting Tao together. I'll start with saying that to me, the album is about um, connection. It's about wholeness. So what was um, guiding me as I was writing the album and creating the album was this image that occurred to me some years ago of a circle and then the circle breaking into various pieces, let's say seven, eight pieces, right? And then those pieces starting to float away from each other and eventually those pieces all kind of disintegrating and disappearing. And that image occurred to me in the context of thinking about the various aspects of our lives. So if you think about, for example, um, how we think about our lives, we think about, oh, okay, we have a work life and we have relationships and we have a relationship to nature and we have a relationship to the, to the sacred, to the transcendent. You know, we, we think of our lives as this way, as, as, as comprised of different pieces. And it occurred to me that all of these different pieces seem to be under threat. <laughs> you know, if you think about like what's happening in the world of work, if you think about what's happening to the environment, if you think about what's happening to relationships and, you know, um, it's like each of these various aspects seem to be under some serious, some serious threat, you know? One of the ideas you explore on this album that I find very interesting and, and sort of controversial in our Christian context is this idea that maybe we're getting work wrong, that work is uh, is doing something to uh, the way we think about work is doing something to us here that we need to be more mindful of and rethink I am i right on that yeah what i'm pointing to is uh is a couple of things one is well the increasing scare scarcity and 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 precarity of work right um but then on the other hand i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking also about how work is increasingly divorced from community, from, from meaning, you know, if you, if you don't, you don't have to look too far back in human history for all jobs to be just to have this clear, direct line to community and to purpose, you know, somebody makes the shoes for the town. That's what they do, you know, and it's, it's not, it's not complicated. And there's a, there's a piece that comes with that, right that people experience when it's just like your life makes sense, your work life makes sense. And then also work life was in this kind of relationship to the rest of your life where, um, unlike in North American culture, it wasn't everything, but, you know, you bring up something interesting too, in terms of work and reward. And I don't know if you are, and I are of the same vintage, you know, but you know, you grow up with this idea that, that's what work is all about. It's about, you know, you go out, you, 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 you are productive and, and then you receive something for that contribution. But if you look at our economy now, that's not what it is. Look at the jobs that we've called essential work through the pandemic. We've even given it the label of essential. 
And um, those jobs are a lot of them, the lowest paying jobs. Meanwhile, what actually accrues wealth is stuff that doesn't involve work. It's just owning whatever assets happen to be accruing in value. You know, so the whole thing is inverted. You talk on the album about how our connection to ourselves, even our connection to each other is being severed by our modern life. And I think we can all sort of see that and understand that. But you also talk about how our connection to the divine is being severed. And that's not something that you see, obviously, talked about a whole lot in the news. And I'm wondering how you see that play out and how you explore that on the album. Well, on one hand, yeah, it's not exactly in the news media, but on the other hand, it is a big part of our culture right now. If you look at how many people are interested in mindfulness, are interested in meditation, I do think we are, we are in it. Even the conversation of mental health that's grown, you know, a lot of that is, uh, well, what are we talking about when we talk about that? Well, we're talking about wholeness and, and peace and inner peace. And ultimately that kind of relates to being a part of something bigger. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So on one hand, uh, it's, it's not in the mainstream conversation. On the other hand, it kind of is. And for me, it's such an important part of my life. If everything is just material, we lose something important. And I, I do think that the conversation of mental health, the conversation of mindfulness and meditation, this is all getting at that. It's all sort of like we've lost a connection to something deeper and bigger than just the material. Unafraid in the age of the underpaid hunger games. Funny calling this a game I didn't want to play. No choice, no voice, just me and my old boys. Clung to faith, how a humble page of Tolstoy like. I read it till it shredded, meditated on the ethics. Every day I'd pray till I get it. We're talking about your, your the themes of the album, which are all, I, I would say, pretty heavy and, and kind of weighty and, and intense, which is good and I appreciate that. But the music isn't that way the music is honestly it's pretty upbeat and it sounds it has like the, an optimistic sound to it and that dichotomy is really interesting and i'm wondering if that's something that you set about doing deliberately yeah a hundred percent so yeah okay so i you know i ended my last answer by saying i'm talking about what we lose when we lose that relationship to the divine but actually what i'm talking about in that song is what we get when we have it so it's, it's actually a positive song. It's a positive sounding song, you know, because I'm talking about humanity and the divine, you know, because a lot of times when people think about spirituality, they think about looking elsewhere, looking up and away from humanity. And what I'm trying to do with that song is say, no, like it's about bringing you closer to humanity to your humanity and the humanity of other people. So that's an example of a song where it's like, it has a totally positive <laughs> tone and message and feeling, you know, because what I'm saying is this is what it is to be connected to that. You've talked a lot about disconnection. You've talked a lot about being severed from the, the meaningful parts of our existence because of the way modern life is affecting us. How do you push back against that? You personally, I'm curious, what have you found or what, what do you do that helps you resist some of those things in your day-to-day -day life? Like I was kind of saying earlier, um, for me, spiritual practice is a big, it's a big thing. And um, that continues to be a super important 
thing for me, you know, grounds me in my, in my beliefs and my best values in, in community, in a way of practicing those, those values, you know, but the thing I'm really trying to explore too, with this album is, is this idea that we need each other to do it. So my individual practices only go so far. And I think we get told a lot in our society that, okay, it's on you. Like, you know, you, you recycle and you connect with nature and you do that, you know, or, and, and you, you do your five minute meditation on your app and you get grounded and you get you self care and you do it, you know, if it's so important to you and whatever. And I, I just, I don't believe that that's how it works. I think that we have to do it in community or else it doesn't work. I don't know. It feels like we're at this interesting stage in our societies, America, Canada, where we kind of need to make some decisions, you know, as, as the world continues to change, as technology continues to change, we need to kind of get to the bottom of what do we collectively think a human being is and what do we think a good life is because we can't do it by ourselves. Check it out. I'm one of a billion, paying the bills, man. Bills fan, living the building. Only dramas on my children. I'm chilling. Not broke, not rich. Only chalet that we go into is so relate to a Fred Van Vliet. I'm like, switch, sure I miss. Fish you That was Shad. You can check out more of our conversation with him. He's part of the winter issue of Relevant. Just head over to the uh, magazine tab. Click the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. You're listening to Broods and Tuvlo. The song is I Keep. Okay, it is time for The Ultimate Batman Movie Quiz. Hey, Clark, you wild, bro. Yeah, you really nailed it. Clark, I'm wild, glad you bro. went that, like Adam West era. Yeah, you too. went Adam West. Yeah. Pow. Zap. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just once, real quick, want to see the modern Batman have to have to squeeze into that Adam West costume? Perhaps Adam West, because I'm pretty sure he was like in his 50s and 60s when he was doing. I don't think he's that old, was he? I don't know. Why is he well, hanging around with a teenager? That's weird. Is this well, a Heim situation? Very, listen, well, there's a lot to unpack with the ward of uh, of young well, Robin. Look, but, but you know, way. during that era, young people looked really, really old. Like, bro. A lot of those old basketball players, when they were 30 or like yeah. 26, they looked like they was 47. You just <laughs> like, are you 26? Well, they were, you know they were literally smoking cigarettes quickly. on the bench, like yeah. during the game. <laughs> like they were, they were like shooting free throws with a cigarette in their mouth. Like they didn't have yeah. the best health and nutrition. But the other thing too yeah. is like when you look at a picture of the world's strongest person from like the 1920s, it's, it's you know, barely someone who would register as in shape these days. But good right. for Adam West because he just got into like super thin spandex. Now the Batman suits have like rubber muscles built in, right? right. Like an average person would slide into that yeah. thing and look pretty ripped, right? But Adam West was out there. 
there just in a let's let's face it a, a gray leotard with underwear right on top just purple undies <laughs> right, on, right top. on top why did that become the look in the early comic book days why did they draw the first sketch why did he put leotards with underwear on top i don't understand it was because of the the, the circus strong man like those guys in the cer- like cer- sideshow freaks who would always wear, you know, they would wear like the little trunks. I- I'm just saying, yeah. if it's crime, but that's because they had big muscly like... legs. If they had tree trunk yeah, legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you running around in your drawers throwing uh, ninja stars at people? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the most stable guys to begin with. Right, it's true. Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, listeners, you know that Tyler writes our games, and I usually I'm the one reading them. And so I, the words of Tyler come out of my mouth, but Tyler is with Mm, us today. And Tyler already saw the Batman movie, so he can't play a Batman quiz game because he knows all the answers. So Tyler is going to host today's show and I'm going to be the scorekeeper. So take it away, Tyler. Scores. All right. All right. You guys, you guys, it's going to be, this is going to be just a Derek V. Jesse situation. Mm, Let's get it. For all the marbles. All right. Let's get it. Okay. No pressure, Derek. <clears throat> all right. Read the intro. I, this is usually no, yeah, my existence. All. Le- all read these my, intros. All, all of my nerd friends, I'm, I, I can't let you down. In the little movie. Okay, this weekend, the latest installment of the Batman film franchise descends into theaters with Matt Reeves' moody direction, promising a whole new era and the Dark Knight's cinematic legend. Critics Ooh. are praising the new movie, which stars Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Zoe Kravitz, and Robert Pattinson as the Cape Crusader himself. But Pattinson is far from the first actor to suit up as Gotham's protector. The history of Batman movies and television goes back more than 50 years, running the gamut from campy comedy to brooding blockbuster. This game will test your knowledge of Batman's various on-screen adaptations to find which among you is the biggest Bat fan of them all. Bat fan. Okay. I like it. Is that a thing? Did you make that up? That's pretty good. I said bad. That's that's me. That's all time. That's wow. that's the genius switch. That dude <laughs> showed up to your screening. That was a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I like I it. Like it. <laughs> all right, Derek, you're gonna go first here. All right, let's get it. Okay. In the comics, Bruce Wayne is inspired to become the Batman when a bat flies into his study, convincing him that embracing fear is the best way to whip Gotham City into shape. What? Is the wingspan of the American brown bat? <laughs> is it between four point two and five point two inches? Hey, bro, this ain't between got a twelve point two <laughs> Between, please don't interrupt me while I'm reading. A, four point two to five point two inches. B, twelve point eight to thirteen point eight inches. Or C, 8.3 to 9.3 hey Derek, I remi- I'll remind you, a lot of nerds will judge you on your knowledge of C, the American bro. brown bat. We go at C. You're not, you're right. not going full I'm sorry. Foot? The answer was B, 12.8 wow. to 13.8 oh, inches. I, I don't even know, bro. Derek, I, I thought you were a fan, man. Yeah, I, this is... <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know how you're going to show your face in, in the comic book you know, this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler is petty. All right, Jesse. Yep. Here we go. Let's do this. All right, here we go. In 1989, Tim Burton brought blockbuster filmmaking into a new era with Batman, the first modern take on the Cape Crusader. The movie was propelled to success by its soundtrack, which was put together by Prince. In 2003, what artist, Neptune's member, and famed Virginia Beach resident revealed that he had originally written his hit Frontin' for Prince? Is it... Justin Timberlake, The Joker, 
Robert Pattinson making beats in his bat suit, or Pharrell Williams? This is a tough one. Um, what? But to be fair, to be fair, Tyler, you could have asked me about the wingspan of various species of bat, and I would have gotten that too, and I'll go Pharrell Williams. So I just want to throw it out there. Could have gone either way. So Pharrell wrote frontin' for Prince? That's crazy. That is correct, Jesse. Wow. And I didn't know Prince did that soundtrack in 89. Derek, it Man. sounds like maybe you should have tried to make it to the movie yesterday instead of. <laughs> I know, it's interesting. This man, interesting. Tyler, is punishing me right now. <laughs> well, you're up. You're up. All right. It's one. Hey, it's, we got a lot of games to go here. It's all right. It's all right. It's early. It's, it's one early. So right. far. That the was the right. pettiest a... question ever. <laughs> it's early. Here we all right, go. let's go. All right. In the movies, the Batman's arch enemy, the Joker, has been played by figures like Jack Nicholson, Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, and the late, great Heath Ledger. Which one of them is tallest? Is it Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, or Joaquin Phoenix? Tallest! Oh my gosh! Uh, this is, a, and I will say this, this is a fact that any, uh, even the most casual Batman fan would just this automatically Jack know. Nicholson, Heath Leto, Ledger, Ledger, Jared Leto, and Joaquin oh. Phoenix. Who's tallest? Uh, I'm going Jared Leto. Oh, man. You're off by mm, two Sounds like you should have gone to the movie yesterday. It is Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. <laughs> and they, address this, they actually addressed this piece of trivia in the opening hey, scene. That's what. what? what? <laughs> how, how tall do y'all think Joaquin Phoenix is? This is surprising. I, 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 he, he was my first thought, but then I just kind of. I don't he know. has he don't a, tall a tall vibe to him, but he's 5'8". Not to me. Yeah, he's 5'8". Not eight. to me. Yeah. How tall is Jared Leto? 5'11". He's, he seems pretty... Jack yeah, Nicholson's 5'10". Heath Ledger's 6'1". There you go. All, All right. right. All right. It's 1-0. Jesse, we're going back over to you. <laughs> yep. Uh, who's okay, tallest? How'd you come I'm up ready. with that? It's all the bad guys. Who's tallest? <laughs> what shoe size? Who wears Jesse, who an eight and a half in Nike? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, in Batman Returns, Val Kilmer donned the bat suit mm. to take on the Riddler and Two-Face, played by Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Their sinister plot to overthrow Gotham involved selling TVs that could control people's minds, calling to mind a similar CIA experiment reported by the Hiding Something podcast, known as A, Project Starfish, B, QAnon, C, <laughs> Project MK Ultra, or D, The X-Files. Man, another tough one, Tyler. And again, addressed in the opening minutes of the new Batman film, this would be MK Ultra. <laughs> MK Ultra. That is correct. Wait, wait, wait. It is Project okay. MK okay, Ultra. Okay. I hate you. If I'm seeing a trend here, only Tyler, two questions this in. Seems, this is one of the most fair minded games so far. Jesse, and actually, these questions, questions are about right Virginia Beach or conspiracies. <laughs> and Derek's are loosely associated with Batman, but well, then going into hey, nothing new. Re relevant rele rele audience. Once again, we both knew the rules coming into this. Relevant audience, you are getting a live action version of being a black man in America. Oh no! Oh no! Oh my gosh! I'm gonna get canceled! Somebody's gonna write a paper about this game and marginalization of Derek's interests. Listen, I'm just, I'm just exercising my privilege. This is what we've been talking about. I'm exercising my privilege. She said, "Oh no! Oh no!" It's still early. 
It's still early, Derek. <laughs> I'm gonna see you're if you're giving up too soon. I can see the plans here, and I'm gonna see if you you're giving up too soon. You feel called out. You're gonna switch it up. I bet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I could not resist. I, I couldn't resist. It. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. All right, Derek. All right, man. Derek, let's go. I just want to remind you. You. I had a ticket ready for you. It was, it was, it was there. Bro, it was my wife, Tyler. Bro, I'm trying to save my marriage, Tyler. It's I'm better. trying to save my marriage. Look, bro. Do you, do ticket you, with your name on it. Listen. I just, I just set my popcorn down in it. Listen, bro. Oh, hey, you want to know the, you want to insult the injury? I know this is part of the game. Insult the injury is, so I told wifey, I was like, she's like, okay, we'll go Thursday. I'm like, okay, well, we'll go to a matinee. Literally. None of the showings are before I have to pick up the kids. So uh-huh. I, I don't know when I'm going to see Batman. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe this will help you out. Maybe I, I bet winning this game would help you out a little bit. Maybe, maybe this next question will really turn things around for you. This could be the, the beginning I got of the a comeback. Good feeling Don't call it a comeback. One for you, Derek. Here we go. Because Here mine go. is mine is, is uh, it, it, out of, give me out of some five choices. Action. What's my middle name? <laughs> <laughs> What's your middle name? <laughs> All right. All right, Derek. All right, let's go. Batman co-creator Bill Finger said he came up with the name Bruce Wayne by combining the names of famed Revolutionary War general Anthony Wayne with the Scottish hero Robert the Bruce, immortalized in Mel Gibson's Braveheart by what actor? A, Brendan Gleeson, B, Angus McFadden, <laughs> C, Tommy Flanagan, or D, Sean McGinley? And Derek, it's another sandbag. We all know this one. <laughs> so the character is Robert the Bruce, Scottish Robert hero Bruce. Robert the Bruce, yep. in Mel Gibson's film Braveheart. He was played in who Braveheart. Who's the actor who played Robert the Bruce? Once again, this is this is C. basically common knowledge C. in 2022. See <laughs> Thomas Flanagan. Wow, huh? Derek, it was Angus McFadden. It was B. So, right. You know what? I actually man. thought it was Angus McFadden. I ain't going to even lie. Just well, Angus <laughs> sounds like a cool name. I was like, they always said on Who Wants Angus. to Be a Millionaire, go with your first gut. Like, like don't yeah. second guess yourself. You, I can't tell you how many evenings I'm sitting around just talking with my friends about <laughs> Scottish character actors from the mid 2000s. <laughs> and Angus comes up. I mean, I've, I've never seen Braveheart. What? Ever. No, I haven't. That's, okay, I haven't seen it since it was probably. I mean, 20 something years, but yeah, I was a teenager was, last time I saw I, it. I don't know how it'll age. I don't know how it ages, but at the time it was epic. I'll be honest, Derek. At this point, whatever you think watching Braveheart is like and what the movie actually is, it's probably, it's probably exactly like that. <laughs> like, yeah. It is the most on the nose. I mean, you could just be told it involves Mel Gibson. Even if you even if you were just dropped in on a time machine, like you were yeah. like 1980s zipped you up and they just dropped you in and someone put you in a room and be like, there's a movie called Braveheart. It stars Mel Gibson and it takes place in Scotland in the medieval times. You'd be like, you know what? I think I know exactly what does it yeah. end with him getting beheaded? Uh, you know, I think people would know right away exactly Bro, what Braveheart is. That mug interests me negative 
five. Really? Like that was my interest of yes, I had zero yeah. interest. That in was that, an era that. where a lot of people would go to like home, what I call homework movies, where movies where you're kind of seeing just out of obligation, like oh, I guess everyone's going to see this history movie. I yeah. feel like people don't have to do that anymore. They like release that. They move they release like two night movies this year, Green Knight, and what was the one with uh, uh, the Last right. Duel? And it's like nobody's yeah, seeing those anymore. But right. there was an era where if it was like an old historical movie, it's just we all kind of felt like we had to go see it. You know, be informed. I had zero yeah. obligation in my heart. How, how are we doing on time for the game? Yeah, uh, so we, we got to catch Jesse up. So you've done three, three, three questions to Derek. Another one for Jesse. Here. Yeah. Je- so Jesse? far, the score yeah. is two to nothing. So yeah. if Jesse gets this, we just need to do the 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 mercy rule and just yeah. just okay. It's only fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesse, this one is a little bit tougher. This, this one is a, this is this is for serious Batman fans. Okay, I'm ready. All right. More than the Joker, Catwoman, Commissioner Gordon, or even Batman, the main character of every real Batman story is Gotham City itself. Mm -hmm. The name Gotham was taken by Batman creator Bill Finger from a common nickname for Manhattan in New York City, home of the New York Giants. Which former U.S. president addressed the existence of long-dead actual Mm. giants in a campaign speech at Niagara Falls? In New York. Was it A, Donald Trump, B, Teddy Roosevelt, C. Abraham Lincoln or D. Alexander Hamilton. It's funny. I was watching Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight last night and uh, <laughs> brushing up on Batman trivia. And I remember a specific scene where they referenced this speech by Abraham Lincoln. Touche, Tyler. It's Abraham Lincoln. It's got to be. And this is all because <laughs> that, of my Jesse, Batman knowledge. Uh, true. Oh uh, it's, a, it's an honor to talk with a real Batman fan like yourself, oh Jesse. Gosh. That is correct. <laughs> you know, I was flipping through some comics last giant. night, Tyler, thinking about you, thinking about oh, these questions. Man. And, uh, the world? you know, thinking about Angus from Braveheart. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just I just feel very prepared for today and <laughs> you know what's funny? superior. Yeah. I'm dead right now. <laughs> I'm looking at this. Tyler prepared the game in case Emily was going to play as well. And all of the Emily questions, the answers are Olivia Rodrigo, Channing Tatum, <laughs> like Wicked, the musical. Like He's sandbagging it for everybody. Oh, my gosh. Except for Derek. Yeah, but- but look, look, we a real Batman fan would know. That's all I'm saying. A <laughs> real Batman villain? fan would know. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is funny. I mean, I memorized the heights of uh uh all all major Hollywood actors and the wingspans of most species of American bats. So I don't really see how this was unfair. Oh man. The uh you know what we should do? There's a lot more questions that he prepared. We should throw these as uh Instagram quizzes. Like we should throw these. Please. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, sure. See if any, see if anybody else. I I did think Emily was gonna be part of the game, so I did create a yeah. So at Relevant Podcast on Twitter or Relevant Magazine on Instagram, this week we'll we'll post the unused questions. There's some funny ones. All right. Well, congratulations, Jesse, for winning the inaugural The Ultimate Batman Movie Quiz. It's a real honor. It's a real honor. Trash. <laughs> Trash, big fella. <laughs> I can't believe that I just learned something about about systemic racism in America based on yeah. the ultimate Batman movie <laughs> the quiz. The metaphor, you know, it's... Hey, we deep. It, that's what it is. This was all... It was all planned. This yeah. was all planned. We was trying to show y'all what it's like. Yeah, this is just uh-huh. a very deep yeah. sermon yeah. illustration. And scene. Yeah. And scene. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Shad for joining us today. Make sure make sure to check out our feature with him. It's part of the winter issue of Relevant, which is... Uh, Shall I say wrapping up? We have some big announcements next week. Actually, for real, 
Don't miss the Tuesday show. Uh, we have some big news. Big news on the Tuesday show. Don't miss it. Uh, and if you want to make sure to not miss out on the announcement, <laughs> follow Relevant on all the socials. Uh, we're posting daily on Twitter, Facebook, uh, semi-daily over at Instagram, and semi-whenever we think about it over at TikTok. Uh, we're on all the socials. Also, if you want to make sure to get our best content in your inbox every day, head over to the uh, Relevant magazine.com homepage or article pages where you can sign up for our daily newsletter. It's our top five trending stories delivered to you every morning. It's a great way to stay in touch with the best stuff, the trending stuff here at Relevant. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. And I'm Tyler Huckabee. The Quizmaster. All right. We will see you on Tuesday. (laughs) Have a great weekend, Eddie Huckabee. That's your new name. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Chicken tenders, buffalo sauce, extra buffalo. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.